Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Cardinals wrap up their series with the Pirates this afternoon at Bush Stadium. Danny Mack will have the call on Ballet Sports, and he joins us now as he does every Monday with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Daniel, it's great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Good. How was your first weekend of regular season play and kind of being regular regular season play, probably for the first time since 2019? I was just going to say that. It felt normal again with the big crowds and being able to go down on the field and talk to players, talk to coaches, talk to managers, um, and just a sense of, of normalcy. So that part of it has been great. Cardinals off to a good start, very good lineup, and uh, we'll see if it continues today if we get the ball game in. Dan, what are some of your early takeaways from this Cardinals team? Nolan Arenado is really good. <laughs> uh, really, really good. Yeah. I, I think this lineup has a chance to be special. Um, it's going to play out. You know, I think the DH thing is, is a state of flux with Albert, and today Lars Newbar is going to get the start. Corey Dickerson has been okay. Um, I, I think that's something that stands out. And the other thing is the bullpen. The bullpen is really good. I think it's got a chance to be exceptional, and they've been covering a lot of innings here thus far. That's not sustainable. And the other part is you're starting pitching. You're starting pitching outside of Wayno has got to pick it up. Now, it's only been two games, obviously. Matt's couple of innings yesterday was really good and then got knocked around. Miles struggled in the first inning on Saturday, uh, but kind of gutted through that start. But uh, we'll see if that settles in, but that's something to keep an eye on. And it's something we've talked about basically from the beginning of spring training. Dan, given the shortened spring training, a lot of these early games feel Feel like it's still an extension of spring training since the guys didn't have the same sample size to get ready. How is that going to uh, shift the way that you determine how you feel about this team? Basically, we all kind of have that barometer of when we feel like we have a good sense of, of what a team is. What is that shift for you knowing that they had a shortened spring training? Well, I don't think we know until we get through probably the first month and a couple of turns through the rotation and see how guys uh, look, see how they're uh, pitching in terms of their effectiveness, how deep they can go into games. And then by the end of this month on May 1st, you go back to the 26-man roster and you're going to have to make some choices with your bullpen. But I think you have to wait until these guys get fully stretched out. And then at that point, you can make your assessment on, on where you think you're at with the pitching. I usually look at like the end of May. Um, I try to do it like that way and, and take it in thirds and, and then at that point evaluate or at least have an understanding of where you're at. And if you have players coming off the IL or there's somebody down in the minor leagues that's been tearing it up and you bring them up and somebody up here is not doing the job and then they go down or you release them or whatever the case may be. But it takes a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I get it when – you're in talk radio like we all are. It's, it's kind of like, hey, what, what's the instant analysis? But I do think in baseball especially you have to take that thousand-yard view and, and really be patient. Um, it's hard to be that way. I, I'm not that way a lot of times with it. I'm like, hey, get this guy here and do this and do that. But 
you do have to be very, very patient because it's such a long season. Dan, Andrew Kisner gets the start in the Cardinals' fourth game this year. Would you anticipate that that'll probably be the division that every fourth game or so, at least at the end of the season, that Kisner will have played 25% of the games, or will it be even more than that? Haven't we been saying this for like five years, Randy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, that, you know, whoever the backup is is going to get X amount of games and Yachty's going to play, you know, 115 to 120. I I don't know. I I don't know how it's going to play out. I I think, though, this year more than ever, I do feel that they're going to try to get Kisner some more time and keep Yachty off his feet uh, a little bit more. So I, I don't know what that number will wind up being. And if it winds up being the same number that it's been over the last handful of years, that wouldn't surprise me. And I'm not trying to avoid the question. I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I think you go along and feel it out as you as you uh, have the season play out and as the weather turns and it gets a little bit hotter. Um but again, I, I think one of the challenges for Ollie will be with Albert, with Wayno, and with Yachty is trying to get them the just due for the fans, and ultimately you're trying to win games. And they give you a very good option to win a lot of times, um, but you're also trying to keep them fresh. So it's really kind of a touch-and-go situation, but... To the main point of what you're saying, I, I would anticipate that Andrew plays a little bit more this year. And by the way, last year he started uh, 43 and Yachty started 118. So it essentially was a, yeah. a, a three to one ratio for Yachty over over Kisner. By the way, you mentioned Ali Marmol. Is he back today? I'll find out when I go to the ballpark. I have not heard. Um, we were anticipating him being there yesterday. I, I would have to say that he is really sick. For him to miss mm-hmm. the second and third game of uh, of his managerial career, he's really not doing well. And Ollie's a tough guy. I mean, these guys aren't going to miss unless they're really sick. And it's non-COVID for people that didn't know that. I mean, they, they did test for COVID. It's non-COVID. So he's got the flu, and it must be really bad for him to be missing these games. But I talked to Skip yesterday down on the field, and they do anticipate him being back today. I bet you before COVID that he would have managed with the flu. But now, because you can infect an entire clubhouse, and we're so aware of the fact that you can infect an entire clubhouse, it's a different animal. 100%. I was saying that off the air to somebody. I said, you know, if this is 2019, Ollie's sitting on the edge of that seat, and if he's got to go to the bathroom and, for whatever reason... Whatever way it's coming out, um, you know, the, <laughs> he'll he'll take care of business and come right back and sit down and and make sure that he is uh, managing these games. But I, I would imagine, and I don't know this for sure, but I, I'm with you, Randy. I think that what they probably said is, hey, man, if you're not feeling great and if you're really sick, we don't need everybody else getting sick. And what we know about COVID and how this stuff spreads, even though it's non-COVID. But if you have the flu, uh, let's just get you home. Just just take care of yourself and then come on back and don't worry about it. But I'm 100% with you. I think that's probably the mindset that they had. Dan, we haven't spoken to you since opening day, which is always a holiday here in St. Louis. This one had a little bit extra juice, though. So can you take us behind the scenes and tell us what opening day was like for you? It was great. Uh, 16 Hall of Famers. I mentioned this on the game yesterday. I thought, and Jimmy pointed this out, being down on the field, Jim Edmonds, he, he thought the crowd was louder this year than than he remembers it even as a player at times and i agree with that i i think people made a concerted effort to be in their seats for the beginning of it and i i think they felt like 
hey, I don't want to miss anything. And so if I have an issue with my phone or my ticket and I can't get in there and I don't see the Clydesdales or all these Hall of Famers and Tory and Big Mac coming back, which was great, and some of the others that we always see, uh, I'm going to be really disappointed. And obviously I want to see Wayno, Yachty, and, and, uh, and Albert in their final opening day potentially, at least for two of them. So I, I think that people made a concerted effort to be in their seats for opening day. And that added to the uh, the atmosphere and the, the pomp and circumstance of what we saw. I thought it was great. We are so appreciative. And I don't know that Michelle and I have had a bigger compliment than getting an adorable from you on the social media. It was unreal, Dan. Well, that picture was just adorable. It really was. You and Big Mac, you guys made it a point. You said, hey, I'm going to go out and get a selfie. And he wants a selfie with us. So absolutely adorable. <laughs> we wow. appreciate it. Do you think we'll no get this problem. one in today? You know, I was looking at the radar. Uh, I'm not Dave Murray, but it doesn't look good. Um, now, the question would be, and and here's where, it, it in my time of doing games, it a lot of this comes down to where you're at in the season. So I, I think there's some factors here. Number one, it, it's supposed to clear up, I think, around like six or seven. So do you go to the Pirates and say, hey, do you want to hang around until six or seven and try to get this thing in? And we can try to make an announcement and tell people it's going to be essentially a night game. The problem that you have at this time of the year is that the Pirates have their home opener tomorrow. So that means that they're going to play, I think, at like 2 or 3 or 4 o'clock tomorrow. So that's something to consider. The other thing to consider is that you're already going to play some doubleheaders because you missed the first week of the season. Do you want to add another one in? Now, you are inside your division. That adds to this, too. So you're going to have the Pirates coming back here anyway. Now, if this was like the Mets or an interleague game, I, I think you, you have to wait it out. But because you're not playing, um, and this is just my guess. I, I don't know. I mean, from past experience. But, you know, if you're not playing inside your division, you're only going to see the team come through one time. You probably wait it out, knowing that it may clear up later tonight. And they may do that anyway because of the, the doubleheaders that you're going to have later in the season. Now, the other thing that may complicate this, too, is that the Cardinals and the Pirates will play the final, basically, week of the season against each other. So the Cardinals finish up with the Pirates at Bush Stadium, and I don't know when they're back in prior to that. And then you have to go to Pittsburgh to finish up the season to do the makeup games that you lost in the first week. So there's a lot of things that go into this. The other aspect of this, and just thinking from a baseball perspective, is that you do have 28 guys on the roster right now. So mm-hmm. you, you should be covered, you would think, to play um, this game and tomorrow and beyond. However, um, that kind of complicates things, too. So we'll see. I, 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 so to answer that question, I'm just trying to give a lot of variables of what they're thinking, potentially. Um, I just don't know. Dan, here's one thing I'm looking at. In June, the Pirates are back in on the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Both teams are off on the 16th, and both teams are also off on the 6th. So you wouldn't have too many games in a row. So maybe you're looking at a day game on the 16th, Thursday the 16th, and then the Pirates go home to take on the Giants and the Cardinals after that game. Let me get to uh, their game after the 16th. Either way, it, it could be a day game on the 16th, is my point, that, that that would fit and it wouldn't be playing too many games in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the one thing, too, is that you have to get the Players Association involved with this yeah. in terms of how many games you play in a row. It's part of the collective uh, bargaining agreement to get those days off, and players relish those days off. So that's something to you know consider. And maybe they do a doubleheader um, with something like that, too, to keep the day off, which sometimes players are like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that, too. So... 
Um, the other aspect too is is if you're playing in June, you might get a bigger crowd. Right. So you got the you know you got the fans that would be in attendance already with a ticket, but it's another way to promote. Hey, if you want to come to the ballpark and you didn't have a ticket for today's game in June, kids are out of school. That's something to think about as well. Danny Mac, as you know, I'm a, I'm an idea guy. <laughs> So yes, how about this? On the 15th, you already have Star Wars night scheduled. Mm-hmm. 6.45 game. How about a day-nighter, Star Trek day, and then Star Wars night? Whoa. You know, uh, I think you got to have William Shatner then come out and throw out a first pitch. You do. You know, you ever see the Saturday Night Live when he, he's at the uh, Star Trek convention? There's nothing like it. It's it's awesome. You, What's wrong you with you people? You ever, you ever kissed a girl? <laughs> Have you ever gone out of your parents' basement? <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I'm, a, I'm like a Star Trek, Star Wars guy, so he was speaking right to my heart. It was good. <laughs> it was I love great. that. Hey, we can't wait to uh, watch you today as the Cardinals take on the Pirates in the finale of a four-game series. And the Royals are in town for a couple before a trip to Milwaukee. Danny Mac, thanks so much for the time, and thanks so much for the adorable. You got it, guys. I'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Love you. See you. You're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. That is the great Dan McLaughlin on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.